You're listening to Veg Your Best. There's never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. <laughs> my name is Michelle Olander. I'm here every week, and if I could go vegan in my 50s back in 2015 with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 134, Vegan Top Transferable Skills. Hi, my Veg Your Besties. Welcome back. Welcome back to Veg Your Best. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. I just changed the title of uh, of this episode just moments ago, so I hope it's making sense. And anyway, I want to welcome you, and I really appreciate you sharing your precious time with us here at Veg Your Best. Every week, I try to have a little something to accompany you on your journey, new vegans, veteran vegans, even the vegan adjacent, vegan allies. And I'm not kidding about that last group because I have a lot of darling vegan allies in my life and I so appreciate them. I, I so appreciate them because though they may not yet have announced any commitment to a vegan practice, they're not alone. There's a lot of us who at different times flew under the radar and were avoiding, avoiding or concerned about the labels of what it meant for them if they'd be call themselves vegan or vegetarian or plant-based. And some of them are just out there vegging their best and helping others veg their best because right now that's where their focus and their capabilities are. So anyway, that's kind of a long-winded way of saying you're all welcome. You're all welcome wherever you are because, I mean, let's be honest, no one starts out vegan in this world, almost no one. And so we all have come to this idea of limiting or eliminating the consumption of animal products in different ways, with different priorities. And that leads us to today's topic. And I think it'll be short and to the point, but you never know. You never know because I've been putting together quite a few interviews lately, lots of people wanting to share their vegan journeys and their ideas with you all. And some of those are in the neighborhood of an hour. So when I do a solo episode, I try to keep it a little bit shorter. And, you know, I also get interviewed now and again, and people ask me, um, most of the time they'll ask why I'm so committed to helping you of all the things I can do on God's green earth. What, why am I so committed to helping you, my listeners, as well as my one-on-one -on -one clients move towards a vegan practice? And quite frankly, it is because there are so many ways, countless ways that the process of moving towards veganism has completely changed my day-to-day -day experience for the better. And when I work with some of my clients, most of whom, I guess I would say all of whom 
are what we might euphemistically call in midlife. Uh, when I work with, with women in midlife, it becomes so obvious how many transferable skills there are. You know, there are skills you learn as you commit to a vegan lifestyle. And so many of them, if not all of them, are transferable in many, if not every other part of your life. So first of all, for most of us, there is a time when you just can't unsee something that you've been more or less blind to or sealed off from for, for all or for most of your life. And for a lot of us, that is the global atrocity of industrial animal agriculture. And for others, for others, the, the impetus is um, the effect on our health and starting to question the idea that so many of the substances that we grew up believing were good for us or essential for us um, was worth the slaughter of billions of animals per year. And more and more people are moving away from animal products because of that evidence that animal agriculture is taking an enormous toll on our planet, all without creating the food necessary to support 8 billion humans. So there are reasons that more and more of us are jettisoning a lot of the assumptions that we've been raised with, that animal products are, in the words of Dr. Melanie Joy, you can't say it any better than this, we thought animal products were natural, normal, and necessary. And when we open up our eyes and our minds and our thoughts to the idea that maybe not, that is one of the most uh, useful transferable skills that you develop as a vegan. It's that level of skepticism and critical thinking and, you know, perhaps more to the point, a level of intellectual humility. And I would say that that is transferable skill number one, intellectual humility. You know, we thought we knew what was normal to eat. I myself, I fed my children meat, fish, dairy, and eggs because I thought it was the right thing to do, right? Because of the nutrition guidelines, right? Based on our culture. When I interrupted those thoughts, when I opened up my thinking to what I was learning about animal products and animal agriculture, I had a huge rush of what else? What else might not be true? What else might not be right that I don't even see? This is undoubtedly also where we lose some folks, right? Some people just aren't up for this level of cognitive dissonance, you know, and, and I understand many people when they hear me will sometimes say, don't you talk about my mom that way, you know, or don't you talk about my family? My family were farmers. Don't you talk about my culture that way? And believe me, my mom was, was a farm girl. My mom was a nurse and my mom believed there was no better food for me or for my kids than cow's milk. And I think I may have told you here on the podcast the famous story of my pediatrician telling my mom that I was lactose intolerant. I was having griping gastric distress every single morning uh, after being instructed to drink a glass of milk. Uh, 
my doctor told my mom that I was lactose intolerant or illustrating those, uh, those symptoms. And my mom said, nonsense, <laughs> nonsense. So that was that. That was that until I slowly managed to get away from milk on a more, especially on a more or less empty stomach every morning. And even I, thinking I was having trouble with milk on an empty stomach first thing in the morning, even I still thought it must be essential. It must be essential for bones and teeth and height. But I just thought maybe I need to have something else first thing in the morning. And you know, my mom was not a monster. She was a very bright woman. She was doing what she truly thought was best for me. So when people hear my uh, focus on veganism and they start to say, well, uh, no, no, that's that's not right. That's not. I, I'm not going to reject my family, my culture, my traditions. Um, I understand. I had to tweak mine too, and it was a it was a bit of a sticking point for me, too. So when I say intellectual humility is one of the transferable skills we develop as vegans, it's exactly that. People, most people are doing what they think is normal. They're doing their best. They're doing what they think makes sense. And when you start believing that maybe there's another way and you start to engage your critical thinking, well, that's a transferable skill. Now, the whole, the whole concept of transferable skills came up with a client who was changing her career recently and wanted to work in a completely different industry, one she'd had no obviously relevant work experience. But we were interested in how to position her, what skills she had that were transferable from her previous occupations to this new industry. And in general, you know, most of the uh, career guidance sorts of materials will say transferable skills from one industry to another include creativity, interpersonal skills, flexibility, leadership, time management. I think we all kind of understand how you might not know all the details of one industry, but if you have these skills that you've developed in another, that you can still be very valuable and you can probably make a good fit for yourself in a new space. So here, from here on, I'm going to talk primarily about my own point of view, my own journey, developing a vegan life and creating a vegan practice, and how I think the skills I learned supercharged every part of my life. So that first, that first one I read, creativity. And whether you're someone who enjoys cooking or prefers to order in restaurants, I learned to replace about, well, usually I say, I learned to replace about a dozen foods that were in more or less constant rotation in my diet with dozens of greens, dozens of grains, beans, fruits, mushrooms, and seeds. And I learned to creatively veganize some foods. You know, it's Easter time coming up um, and one of my favorite holidays. And my family's traditional Easter tart contained sour cream. And, you know, that didn't take tremendous creativity. It just, it just meant me leaning into it. That was easy enough to replace with vegan sour cream or vegan yogurt. And yes, Everything I say, everything I say in Veg Your Best, always, please, I suggest you start with what's easy 
really. Start with what's easy. Start with what's small or non-controversial for you. Go for the easy wins, the quick wins, because, you know, every time you show even one other person that being vegan can work, I think that's a huge win. Now, of course, other times I needed to be more creative uh, when I was ordering a meal in, um, in a restaurant. And one of those, it wasn't just me who did it, but I think I did it independently of other people, is making a meal of sides, a meal of side dishes. And that leads to the topic, the transferable skill of interpersonal skills. And uh, all of us, and I for sure, more than once, have been faced with a waiter who was, how do I say it, maybe some variation of kind of clueless or uncompromising or ignorant or hostile or just plain confused when I was asking what vegan options might be possible. Now, sometimes even the nicest, most helpful servers just do not know what you're talking about. Sometimes they're actually terrified of going into the kitchen and telling the chef that they need something special. Don't underestimate how many servers are terrified of the kitchen. But over time, over time, you start to understand what the typical, usual garden variety misunderstandings are. You start to learn how to speak to people effectively. And it's my personal belief that there is no substitute for kind, clear, respectful communication. Even, 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 maybe even especially, especially when you sense that there is a, a frisson, do you say? An air of negativity in the exchange. Yes, sometimes people including your family, your friends, your coworkers, sometimes people will react as though you're actually criticizing them or that you want them to be different or you don't understand them. And I think I think we get it. If I mean if you've ever felt like someone wanted you to do something different or be someone else, it's not a great way to build rapport. So anyway, sometimes showing some creativity with a menu like asking for a plate with a variety of sides, sometimes that helps a server or a family member or a colleague to see, oh, oh, she's not completely crazy. (laughs) Or, no, she's not being that difficult. Actually, I think maybe there are some other choices. We We could probably make a sandwich with mushrooms and veggies or, you know, maybe I could get the kitchen to make that pasta without the cheese but with everything else. Helping people to help you I mean, is there a more important transferable skill? Interpersonal skills, helping people to help you. And just as an aside, every time you model respectful language and flexibility as a vegan or a plant-based eater, you are disarming the anti-vegans and you're reminding businesses that we are a growing and enthusiastic demographic. Now, problem solving. As vegans in a non-vegan world, that is a very important skill and utterly transferable. Problem solving. We are the ones who are changing. So we can sometimes feel like that's all we're doing, problem solving. So deciding where it is we can be flexible and adapt to what seems to be available 
and deciding, on the other hand, where it's a hard no and where we may have to uh, turn down opportunities or simply not go along with someone or someplace or maybe not take part in that uh, tour to a dairy or to a zoo. Or we may have an invitation that has a vegetarian option but not a vegan option or not even a vegetarian option. So in all these cases, in all these cases, we want um, to problem solve and based not on look at it, this is impossible or see all these people are in my way or not helping. We want to just stay very focused. What do we want to accomplish? I mean, this is something I coach my clients on all the time because there is no one size fits all. There is no only way you can do this. When you are in a situation that seems at odds with your ethics or your choices, it's always been that way in some area, right? It's always been true. There have always been people or places or situations or foods or styles that just were not in line with who you are, that just were not what you wanted. And you know what? That is no one's business but yours. You are allowed to just want something, not want something, ask for something different. And that's the veg your best method. I will never, ever tell you or anyone else what they need to do. There's no purity test. There's no perfect vegan. And I, I try to do the very best I can. I try to contribute to no animal suffering. But I do not refuse to be with people who do eat animals. I can't imagine that happening, at least not yet. And some people... That's not their, their way. They would never sit next to someone eating animal products. There are different ways to do this. So this is a very, very valuable transferable skill. Problem solving. Thinking how we can handle the problems that come up in a way that opens up dialogue, creates inroads, and gets you to what you want as closely as possible. And it also also will create opportunities for venues and businesses and people who have never thought about veganism to start opening up a little bit and taking vegan concerns seriously. Most vegans had to meet a bunch of vegans or listen to a bunch of vegans or think about veganism for a long time before they change. Now, problem solving as a vegan goes on and on. We have to read labels. We figure out what materials and options we can use in our homes and cars. We're always problem solving. We're always learning more about our choices and the ramifications of those choices and the ethical and health and environmental issues involved in those choices. Very transferable skill. And you know, in midlife, Many of us are used to having created a lot of default automatic choices. Um, we know what we order. We know what we wear. We know how we furnish things. We know how we order different animal products. We know. It's just automatic. And as vegans, we may suddenly see that we need to revisit all of these choices and solve all of these problems. And so it can take some time but it is a very valuable transferable skill.
Now, time management, I think, is kind of a funny category um, because can we actually manage time? I don't know. But I, I think the point is definitely that um, your priorities and how you use your time, spending your time with what categories, with what um, choices, uh, changes as you become a vegan. And for me, completely changed when I went vegan. Moving from choices that contain animals or their products to choices that do not was a practice basically step by step. Do I eat cheese on pizza? No cheese on pizza. Do I try a vegan cheese on pizza? Well, I never have even vegan cheese. They weren't so great when I was, um, I think they're much better now, but they weren't so great when I was um, becoming vegan. So I just got used to not having them. And I actually just love pizza with just vegetables and uh, a red sauce, usually a red sauce of some sort. But we do it one choice at a time. Make a choice. No cheese. Did that work? Yeah, great. I'll, I'll repeat that one. Did that choice work? Vegan cheese? Uh, didn't love that one, but, mm, oh, wait, this one? Oh, no, not that one. Milk solids in it. Nope, I don't like it. One by one, small choices, bit by bit. One at a time. You know, in the years leading up to my commitment to a vegan practice, which was in 2015, I was just making small choices, using my time in small ways, and I just kept moving towards the way I wanted to live. I kept slowly orienting my way uh, towards the way I wanted to show up, and the downstream effect of all that was I started to spend less and less time on things that included animal exploitation or cruelty. And that included cooking shows and podcasts and magazines. And more and more time was available to spend on things that were in alignment with my new life as a new vegan. So not long after these choices started to snowball and I started to find myself actually living and eating in a way that I wanted to, I started to see that even in midlife, I could slowly make little, little choices that were completely reorienting the direction of my life. And these small choices really did add up to big changes. They did. And even though all along the way, I was often tempted to think, you know, it's not working. It's not enough. It doesn't matter. It's not making any difference. But over time, it did. And that is a huge transferable skill. Just as we bring transferable skills from one industry to another, or even from working at home for many years to working in a corporation or to starting a business, I want to tell you in no uncertain terms that the process of building your vegan life will give you so many valuable skills that will enhance every aspect of your life, if you let it. Recently, I shared that I've been studying languages using an app called Duolingo. And that app keeps, keeps track of your consecutive days of study. It's kind of a gamified approach to language learning. And I posted that I've been studying language with Duolingo every single day for 246 days. Every single day. 
for 246 days. Actually, when you hear this, it will be closer to 250. And that is a topic that I'm going to discuss in next week's podcast. Because my belief in small changes, my belief in small choices absolutely grew out of my efforts to veg my best bit by bit and slowly commit to a brand new way of living. So any of you, any of you who thinks that being vegan or moving in that direction is going to limit you or uh, consume your life, I want to say it so clearly right now, no, you're going to blow your own mind. You are going to blow your own mind. You're going to challenge what you think is possible in your life. You're going to learn how to advocate for yourself and your choices and your beliefs by learning to ask for what you want. Believe me, I was terrible at this for decades. Going vegan changed this completely. You are going to go into the world prepared to be 100% responsible for living the way you want. You can't outsource, at least not yet, you can't outsource your vegan journey. Yeah, some people are not going to be helpful. Thank you. Next. Right? What if, what if you didn't let that stop you? What if in the long run, even if it messed up some things in the short run, that is a transferable skill. Not quitting, even when things don't go that well. You know, I've said it here so many times. I never thought that I could be vegan. I never thought that I could be vegan until I stopped repeating that thought and started thinking thoughts like, hmm, maybe I could make a vegan choice. Maybe today I could ask for something else, something that doesn't have animal products in it. Maybe I could just have my own solution to this. Maybe I could just tell them I'm not eating that and see what they say. Maybe I could just, uh, maybe I could ask her what vegan products she uses. Maybe I could help other vegans. Maybe I could start a vegan podcast. These are thoughts that opened up one at a time, slowly, because I just kept going. I learned about the possibility. I learned about how to grow some responsibility and nothing has ever been the same since. These are transferable skills. So are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Let's practice some skills. Let's see you next week. But until then, veg your best. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So, until next week, make it easy and veg your best. <laughs>